Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Green Couch Podcast. I'm your host, Caleb Lee Hutchinson. Today, a new day, not the same day as Louie's episode. We are joined by <laughs> Mr. Sam Aldrich, a.k.a. Sam the Cameraman. That's right. We're here. My first podcast ever, and I couldn't be more excited for me to be doing that with you, sir. Well, thank you. Thanks for being here. This is... How how many times have you been in front of the camera recently? Not too many recently. I mean, I do the YouTube stuff, but... Yeah. Uh, you know, you got to kind of put it on, put mm-hmm. on a show for that, but uh, I'm not usually in front of the camera. Well, Sam, you have... You've you've lived a fascinating life to me. Um, I won't I won't delve in anything that'll get you in trouble. But well, we can talk about pretty much anything. Okay, I'm gonna be delicate though. Okay, but the listeners are excited now. Yeah, they're like, "What this guy do? Where'd he bury him?" Um, <laughs> so Sam and I met almost I think three years ago now. Pretty close. It was 2019. It's, it's been that long. Holy yeah. Shit. Uh, we met three years ago. You came and filmed a concert of mine and made a cool little recap video. Yep. And where was that? Macon, Georgia? Bremen, Georgia. Bremen, Georgia. You can't understand a single word people are... No offense to my Georgians. So, that's my favorite uh, thing. So, why don't you tell the people where you're from originally? I am from, if you can't tell, Chippewa Falls, Wisconsin. Uh, Wisconsin. So, we're up north, central Wisconsin area. So, our uh, our accents are a little bit different than... The Southern boys, the so Southern people. He came to Bremen, Georgia, which, if you're familiar with Georgia, is a, a very Georgian part of Georgia. Um, and where'd y'all go? We went to a supermarket to get some like snacks and some like energy drinks. And I'm at the checkout, and there's this lady there, and she's like, "How many did you want to with corn? Did you want to with corn?" No, I un- no. You know, it's crazy. I understood what you just said. I, I was like, what did you, you do? I did not. I was like, what are you saying to me? And I was like, you know, trying to be polite. I was like, uh, I'm sorry, but what was that? Are you going to... Yeah. And I'm like, oh, man, I, I, I couldn't figure it out. My wife had to decipher. She translated. Translate it for me. And she was like, she's asking if you're paying with a car with a chip in it. But you were still fairly new to like living in Nashville at that time, right? Yeah, yeah. Do you I think your dialect South. has gotten better now? Yes. You think you'd understand it? I think so. And uh, we can dive into that la- this later. But like when I toured with Jimmy and I met his family, he called it Swamp Talk, and it was mm-hmm. very similar, very like hard to understand. And I learned how to translate all of that. So yeah. So interestingly, uh, Jimmy Allen is one of the first artists that you worked with, correct? Yeah, he was the very first person I ever went on a tour with. Shout out to Jimmy. He hasn't been on the podcast, but friend of the show. Come on anytime. Heck yeah. Um, and he he kind of is what led you working with him led to you moving down here, right? Yeah, yeah. He was the reason we did move down here. But in a past life, you were a bodybuilder and you worked in a jail, correct? This is true. Yes, my story starts. With the the Sherburne County Sheriff's Department and worked in the jail and then uh, with bodybuilding, yeah. So why don't you tell us a little bit about your your fitness journey? What what got you into bodybuilding? Who hurt you? What made you do it? Oh, <laughs> uh, I don't really. I can just remember working out. I wrestled and did uh, you know sports for most of my life. I uh, until like I was a you know a freshman in high school and then I decided to work on a farm, but. I always just wanted to be big and strong. I kind of always had a fascination with like 
Arnold Schwarzenegger, uh, Sylvester Stallone was like a big inspiration to me. So, uh, I was just like, I want to be big. I want to be strong and I need to get in the gym. And then I met a guy named Jake Jenneman who, uh, I went to high school with and he was a freak of nature and introduced me to the bodybuilding way of life and fell in love with it right away. Like at 17 years old and got addicted and 18 came along and not sure if I can talk about this. As soon as I hit 18 years old, started steroids. And talk about it if you want. You're the editor. Yeah. You can so talk about whatever you want to talk about. Oh man, I'm I'm open with it now. But uh, started steroids and I mean I did that up until I was like what 24, 25 and competed about four or five, three no three times. Sorry. So when did you when did the jail working at the jail happen? Because I I personally find that fascinating oh. that at one point in time. You were on a schedule of working at the jail and working out, and that was pretty much it, right? Yeah, that was all I did. I uh, What led to the jail? The jail, oh, I wanted to be a Navy SEAL for the longest time. That that goes back to being about like six or seven years old. Me and my brother would run around our yard with cinder blocks in our backpacks and swim through the ponds and our pool trying to like be Navy SEALs, but I have asthma, so that dream went out the window. So then I was like, well, I'll be a law enforcement officer. So that came to be a thing went through the uh criminal justice program with my brother he went off to the law enforcement academy and i was like i just want to move to minnesota and bodybuild so i uh kind of just got a job in the first jail that i could get out there and moved to minnesota at 19 years old and started working in a uh federal holding we were the only federal holding facility in like that i think not the only one we were there was another one i believe what pointed you to Minnesota? What was there that wasn't in Wisconsin? Everybody I knew that bodybuilded was in Minnesota. That was, I mean, I knew people in Chippewa Falls, Wisconsin, and there were some fantastic bodybuilders from there. But for me, it was like, I want to experience life. I want to move. I want to, you know, all my friends. And honestly, the person I was getting steroids from was there. So it was uh, much easier for me just to be there. Yeah. So what... Like, you you uh, you described to me once your like living situation there, and it, it was kind of an unpleasant one. Correct? Wasn't that where you were living in like a, an apartment and stuff was always like missing and not working and stuff? And your mom came and was concerned, or was that another place? <clears throat> yeah, that was at the end. So I first moved there. We lived kind of in a terrible, or I lived in kind of a crappy area. Um, and yeah, it was like. Plymouth, Minnesota is like an, kind of an uppity area, but I lived in like what would be like the really run down side of that because rent was cheap and then it still wasn't that bad, but it was bad to me at the time. And then from there, I moved into um, the house of a good friend of mine. His name was Paul Haskamp or is Paul Haskamp. And uh, he was a professional musky fisher. Me and him lifted it every single day. And then from there, I moved into what would be, I think, just the worst, you know, place I've ever lived in my life. It was like in the basement of an apartment complex. The floors were always flooded, I think, for half of the winter. If anyone knows winters in Minneapolis, it's cold, mm. very, very cold. And for half the winter, my heat didn't work. So I'd be just bundled up every day, like leaving my stove on to heat my apartment. That's and my, real. Yeah. And my mom came over to drop something off of my dad. And apparently she cried the whole way home. I had no idea. I there's nothing better than having your mother just cry as she leaves you. Yeah. Because she's just so disappointed. 
Yeah, that's that's great. So what was the aspiration at that time? Did you want to be a professional bodybuilder? Did you want to be like a content creator bodybuilder? What was the what was the dream at that period of your life? I mean, for me at that period, and this is why none of that mattered to me, was all I cared about was being a pro bodybuilder. Mm. As long as I had a meet a way of making money, a place to sleep and cook my chicken, I didn't care. I didn't care if I was sleeping in my truck, if that's what it meant, or a car or whatever. Right. Like to me, I had no other dream than other to be the best bodybuilder that I could be. And so I didn't, it didn't matter. I mean, mm. and, uh, I, I ran my own, not like a supplement company, but I had my own pre-workout. I was in the works of making aminos and protein, did all of that. I was in about eight different stores throughout Minnesota, sold online and mm. kind of just quit doing that because that got kind of sketchy. So, so yeah, I was going to say, obviously these days you are in a different line of work. Yeah. What kind of led to the end of your bodybuilding days and those other aspirations? Well, I was getting ready for my fourth show, looking the best I've ever looked. I was like 240 pounds. What was your competition experience prior to your fourth show? Like, had you placed well in other shows? Oh, yeah. Yeah, so the first one I did was a natural show, completely natural. Took, I think, third in my weight, or no, third in like the teen division because I was 18. And then I think it took like fourth or fifth in like lightweight or bantam weight because I was, I was a skinny little kid and then the second show i did um i took first in middleweights and then third overall they don't give overall like they just show you what you placed and i was like third or fourth overall but there's only one like overall winner and then um my third show i took third in light heavyweight which was a huge jump because i went from middleweight to light heavyweight mm. and uh the the quality of those guys is just next level so I was pretty psyched. I had thought I, I thought I was gonna have a good chance at winning, uh, but I ended up getting real sick. Was in and out with like mono pneumonia uh, for about like three months. Lost a ton of weight and mm. just kind of lost my drive for the gym. And at that time, my film career was taking off with like meeting up with Jimmy and everything. And then uh, I kind of realized bodybuilding wasn't gonna pay the bills. Yeah. And in order to get to a point where it maybe it would, I would have to, uh, I don't want to say this, I put a lot more time in. And mm -hmm. I was like, I loved, the, for whatever reason, I picked up a camera and loved it and yeah, was like, all right, let's go down this road instead. So talk to me about that. When did your film career begin? <clears throat> uh, Well, it started with uh, helping out a good friend of mine. His name was Angel Telemontes, and we were... Uh, he would just, uh, for anyone who knows Gary, knows Gary V or watches him, I was kind of like his D rock. Like I would just follow him business meeting to business meeting, filming him on an iPhone. And then I ended up buying like a little Canon camera and, uh, I fell in love with it. I was like, man, like these creative transitions and all this stuff. And so then, uh, were you on iMovie at that point? What, like what got, what was the editing? I started with iMovie and then went to Premiere Pro downgrade iMovie's the best that's what i'm saying dude that's all i use now i'm yeah, that's it you know or windows editor or whatever it is but no i just kind of went from there and i was like i kind of had dreams so i was like i you know did uh i signed up to do like festivals like for free yeah filmed the uh, country fest rock fest for free in wisconsin and then i was like i want to tour you mm -hmm. know big i was a huge fan of rory kramer who toured with the chain smokers and i was with justin bieber I was like, that's what I want to do. Mm. And I was like, well, there's no EDM in Wisconsin, but there's country music. So right. I messaged like a hundred country, different country artists. And Jimmy was the first to get back to me. 
and uh, kind of that just started doing free work for him. And then he's like, yo, move to Nashville. You're my guy. That's cool. Yep. And then we moved down to Nashville. Wow. So what, So there wasn't like a key moment where you were like, I'm done bodybuilding. I'm just going to invest into this. Or did you just kind of slowly go to the gym less, film more, get more work, yeah. gradually slip out of it? Yeah, it was like go to the gym less and then start filming more. And then I uh, I think a lot of it was uh, too, I had met my wife. Mm-hmm. We started dating and everything. And, uh, and yeah. being in relationships make you fat. <laughs> I mean, they America can't. met me when I was single and skinny. And now I'm loved. No, yeah. Now you're just a monster. I'm jacked. Caleb Lee Fit. Check now, it out. I too am on steroids, among other drugs. You know, we do them together. I'm not on steroids, but I am on drugs. Um, so, so when so you you came down and you're working with Jimmy, and you start to like expand your your portfolio and everything. Did you have a sense of like, man, I miss bodybuilding? I, I know that you like messed around with some CrossFit and some other stuff, but did you did you completely lose your drive for bodybuilding, or was it always there? No, I mean, it's still there. Like, Oh, I know it is, because every time I work out with you and you're looking bigger than everyone in this gym, you're like, oh, man, I, if only I was a little, you know, like, <laughs> dude, shut up. Everyone wants to look like you. No, man, I, I, it, it's always been there because it's, it's literally been the foundation of, like, everything that I do mm. from the work ethic to, like, the amount of sacrifice that it takes to look the way that, like, a bodybuilder should look on stage and, and to grow and legitimately, like, well, everybody that you know is eating food that would taste good and you're eating bland chicken and rice and yeah no matter how much seasoning and sauce you put on it if when you're eating it every single day for years on end like it gets old so you like the feeling of being sick in the head yeah yeah, yeah. i get like it's weird man like i get like hyper fixated on things like and i become obsessed like, i don't have hobbies like i like just become very obsessed with things so mm-hmm. it's like when bodybuilding came i literally that was my only thing when the film stuff came, I realized I could make a career out of it, and uh, I like just doubled down on it. Quit, you know, obviously quit the jail, and I had no idea what the hell I was or what the heck I was gonna do. And uh, you know, I didn't have anything other than like a tour with Jimmy lined up. And at the time, I was still spending all my money flying down to Nashville, coming back to Wisconsin, and uh, I was just like, man, I really hope this thing works out, or I'm kind of screwed. And yeah. here, here we are today. When did it become a feasible full-time job for you? I think not until this past year. Really? That I've actually kind of like felt comfortable. Yeah. And even now, like I still get like, I'm so nervous, you know? Yeah. I mean, I don't think you're ever comfortable being your own boss. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. You're always, cause you're the, the only person who's going to get you that next paycheck's you. Yeah. I mean, that's the biggest thing I've learned is like, my boss sucks. I never have money. <laughs> Dude, you're famous, bro. Yeah, I can't cash in that verified check mark. I'll sell my verification for fifteen grand right now, a million percent. I would buy it for me if I could. I would sell it to you if I could. Hi, Instagram. Let's do this. I'd sell the Twitter one first. I'm on Twitter. I'll DM Elon see if he can arrange it for me. Okay, so now you're you're a full time uh, director. Uh, director of photography. What do you classify classify yourself as? Just a cinematographer? Yeah, like my favorite thing is the director of photography or cinematography. I don't mind directing movie or 
not movies, music videos. Um, and that's something I want to explore more and more. I've done it a handful of times, but uh, I'm, I'm very like, you know, I'm Sam the cameraman. I love to be hands on with cameras and in lighting and everything else that goes into creating the image that is being seen on mm. the screen. That's like what makes me very excited. But, uh, like, you know, that's, it's fun also to di- like direct and like be able to, uh, have a vision and know, like know what you want and see it come to life. Yeah. Is it, I imagine that would be far more fun than like, I know you do a lot of like in post coloring and editing and is that just as fun or is it is it less fun as being the creative side? I think it's fun in its own way, like when people give you uh, freedom to do what you want with the color. Because mm. you can create some very like cool looks or like take a video and tell the story through color. Does it suck? Have you ever been in a position... You can cut this if you want to. You're the editor. Mm. Have you ever been in a position where you were instructed to do things a certain way that you completely disagreed with, but you knew your name was going to be tied to it? Like that would have to suck if someone's like, I want it to look like this. And you're thinking that is ugly. And you're going to be credited as the guy who made that look like that. Yeah. hundred percent. I've done it hundreds of times. Not hundreds of times. He's never done it. I've definitely done it. And, uh, those videos, I just don't show off. Like, I'm like, Hey, as long as the person that's getting it's happy, Mm. so be it. Or like, I'll get a video that is very poorly shot. And they'll be like, can you just like fix it in post with color? And I'm like, you can only fix so much in post. Right. Only put so much lipstick on a pig, you know. Yeah, you can't polish a turd, you know. You can't polish a turd. Yeah. I'm looking at the camera less this episode because Mr. Uh, Lewis, Lewis Charles Waddell, <laughs> I will say. The third. The third. Is over here. Uh, wearing an excellent Caleb Lee Hutchinson hat. What You want something for Instagram, buddy? He's the cameraman now. Louie. I am the cameraman. Charlie the cameraman. Oh. But he's wearing a really sick uh, Caleb Lee Hutchinson hat, which I noticed you're also sporting. I know. I have to wear the hat backwards. It makes my forehead look too big otherwise. Mm. You pop it into frame. Pop it in. Bring it in. Bring it in. Look at that. Damn. Isn't that nice? Get yours at uh, CalebLeeMusic.com, right? It'll show up. Yep. CalebLeeHutchinson.com. Uh, Just my name, .com. Get yourself some merch supply this or support this podcast and all of Caleb Lee's doings. I don't pay Sam. He doesn't, but that's okay. I've I've did Venmo you once. You did. And you pay me in friendship, man. I pay you in personal training. Yeah. So on on that excellent segue now that everybody knows I'm a little broke bad boy. Um you when you and I began our real friendship it kind of happened from the gym because we I hit you up about doing uh, uh, a, a slot machine syndrome acoustic video for uh, CMT, I believe. Yeah. And we did that, and I talked about my whole body thing, and we began going to the gym. I just want to know if you could tell the listeners and the viewers just like how jacked I am. I know you've been around a lot of bodybuilders. Was it intimidating? training with someone who's like actually you know jacked i would say that it uh it is very intimidating training with you yeah i don't think people understand just how strong you actually are 
Thank you very much. Because because you truly are, and uh, especially with your legs and your shoulders and your arm, like he curls more than me. He leg curls more than me. Leg extensions more than me. Leg presses more than me. I'll say this. Shoulder presses more than me. I'll say this. It's fun to work out with you in particular because I get to measure myself against an actual. I would I would say confidently an actual like physique athlete, if not strength athlete. I think you still are one. Yeah, I mean, I'm definitely gonna compete again. Yeah, is that the? I guess to tie the bodybuilding thing for you in a knot. What are the, are the, are there future aspirations for bodybuilding? Oh, hundred percent. Yep, I will definitely do a show within the next two years. Really, that's my goal. I, I need to like obviously dial in the diet if you can't tell. But and since you mentioned it, I'll ask: Are you planning on doing that naturally? Are you planning on enhancing? I mean, I will enhance like with. It'll be an NPC show, so it'll be an untested show. Uh, will I do testosterone in, like, injectable steroids? Most likely not. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think my wife would be too pleased with me at that, at, you know, maybe as I get older. Are you hoping to, like, work with an actual, like, physician and do it correct? Yeah. Because I think you would say that in the past maybe you abused them, did it incorrectly. Oh, terribly abused them. I had yeah. major health problems. And for those that are watching, listening, who are unfamiliar with how that whole world works... There are there is a a good way to go about it. Yes. In terms of under a doctor's supervision or low doses and stuff like that. Um, and by no means are we supporting the use of steroids. I'm an all natty daddy. I mean, look at me. This is fueled by just Chick Fil A grease. No, he is not all natty. He is juiced out to the max. Can I'm you not an tell? all natty daddy. Look how you. I've been growing this beard. For six months, okay. If I if I were on something, I would have a thick beard. Well, the thing is, have you months, seen the Liver King? Six months ago, you didn't even have one sprig of hair on your face. Now look at you. And then I started D ball. Yeah, you're right. You <laughs> got me. Kidding. You got me. Well, let's. I was <laughs> the, to take a break from the rigorous interview that you've probably weren't prepared for. No, you're good. Recently, Logan Paul, we also, part of the reason, part of the thing that helped um, get seven minutes. That's what that is? 5.58. We started at 3.35, or 5.35. Roger that. Um, we're doing a little time check for you guys. Um, we, we, part of the, one of the things that we both also enjoy is uh, the pop culture phenomenon of the Paul brothers. Absolutely. And podcasts and uh Lots of lots of fun things, but recently the Liver King was on Impulsive, Logan yes. Paul's podcast, and he claimed to be all natural. It's not true. And and, and and so I'm curious if you could maybe expound upon that. And I know you don't know him personally, uh, and if you ever met him, we'd be very sweet. Hi, Liver King. But purely speculatory. Yeah. For for legal reasons, definitely wrong, and this is all parody. What do you feel about the Liver King claiming natural status? Well, in the words of Big Daddy Joe, he's got an ass full of steroids. Mm-hmm. He, uh, I, I would say that I don't think he's abusing it, and I could be wrong. He could be natural, but I don't think he's abusing it, like in the sense of like what some people are. But I do believe that he's like on some kind of hormone therapy, um, you know, if that's what we want to call it, uh, like TRT. And then maybe doing some kind of like clenbuterol with it or, 
you know, he's extremely lean year round, which is pretty hard to do. I mean, uh, if you're eating nothing but beef liver and bull testicle, I think you're okay. You can I mean, there is, the, and that's what I'm saying is like he works his ass off. Like if he if he eats purely what he says he eats, just bone broth and heart and liver and testicle, can he stay that lean? Pure talking pure leanness. Can he maintain that amount of leanness and also that amount of muscle naturally if he eats that and works out as much as he says he does? I, w- I would say leanness probably, yes. Um, Size-wise, I don't think so. Do you I th- mean, especially because of how old he is. Well, that's that's actually an interesting subject because people have talked about the natural status. But do you think on that diet he would have been able to, regardless, let's say he was doing everything in the world, do you think he could get that size just eating beef heart and liver and all that stuff without steroids with steroids can he just eat what he says he eats and be that big like no rice every every uh yeah but if you watch any of his videos he's eating potatoes he's eating fruit doesn't he claim to just eat the carnivorous stuff no he's got like purple potatoes he eats he'll eat like fruit he's fake that's and well and half the shit he's the potato king half the stuff he eats is is cooked man like if you go want, like, he'll have cooked steak, cooked burgers, cooked chicken. I'm yeah. like, bro. We can always just buy his protein shake. Yeah. And that's all it is, man. It's a big marketing thing. Like, it's working great for him. And I do believe that he works hard. And I, I do believe that there is some truth in, like, you know, becoming in touch with the earth and, you know, maybe not having your cell phone around you because of whatever it's given off all the time and this, that, and the next thing. But really, when it comes down to it, like, I mean, look at any, like, like a Chris Bumstead. Mm. You know, you're going to tell me that guy's natural. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, we know that he's not. Like, you can't look the way that these guys are looking. And I feel that it's a giving a disservice to younger kids who look up to these people. Like, there should be some truth given to them, at least. Well, all you got to do is buy um, the Liver King's protein shake. Well, that's just it. It's just, like, I was that kid once. I was buying every, you know, I took creatine in, like, high school thinking it was steroids. I'm like... Drinking it in the stall of the bathroom thinking, oh, I'm going to get jacked. And everyone's yeah. going to be wondering how I got so big. And I'm like yeah. over here now thinking like what a moron <laughs> I was. Well, speaking of products, we're going to take an ad break. Roger. And uh, it's going to be real informal. What's our ads? Who's who's our sponsor? Today we are sponsored by CalebLeeHutchinson.com. Go get your swag. Also sponsored by the Liver King and his protein shake. We're not actually, but go go buy it. it maybe it'll work for you. I don't know. It's better than than a beef liver, I'm sure. Raw liver. Um, might as well be sponsored by Impulsive because we've mentioned them a bit. And we're sponsored by steroids. Go get some. Try them all. Take it. I don't know. That was not medical advice. I'm not a, li- not a licensed medical professional. And uh, now we're going to have an awkward cut because we need to turn the camera off. All right, I'll get Go do your job. There we go. That was a good, healthy clap. That's what happens when you get Charles or Louis Charles Waddell III to do. With cheeks like that, he, he better be able to clap. Dang, son. Well, this isn't your podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back. <laughs> we are back. And now the Liver King is on his way to our location. I'll take him to, out. To cause us bodily harm. I also feel like he might be kind of short. I don't know, but he just looks like he'd be kind of short. Well, it was he he didn't look huge on I mean in terms of length yeah. on the on the impulsive, but they had him on the innermost section of the couch. Yeah. But also even if that guy's five six, that's a that's a hefty little that's a bowling ball, you know. 
They'll roll yeah. right at you. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't want to mess with them, but so I I want to I want to get into the the film stuff, but obviously, like you know, I'm fascinated by bodybuilding and whatnot. Um, as a fat boy who was once a skinny fat boy, <laughs> well, I was a fat boy and then I was a skinny fat boy, and now I'm just a fat boy again. But um, what do you, th- do you what do you think, if anything, like kept you from reaching the heights that you wanted to reach, like a pro card or placing first in the shows or whatever? I think just time. Do you think if you would have stuck with it and not gotten sick that you would be where you dreamt of? I think point? even if I would have stuck with it after I got sick, like I think that it's just a time timing thing. Like after every show, you rebound, you grow, and uh, I've noticed the older I've gotten the easier it is to get stronger in the gym and the easier it is for me to, I don't know, put on size, even now being natural and not, not doing anything. Um, I think it was just a time thing. And for me, I, you know, I don't even know what, what switched in my mind. I think it was just finding a new, like I said, like a new obsession to focus on. And, and, uh, Louis Instagram. Hello, Louis Instagram. Yeah, I mean that that makes sense. To, I know you love what you do now for yeah. work, but do you ever regret switching? Oh, hundred percent, hundred percent. I don't regret switching to film. I regret uh, switching to film and stop bodybuilding completely. So you wish you would have continued bodybuilding? And uh, yeah, and it's never too late to start again. Um, I'm just being kind of like a. Can I say like just like a little bitch and you're the editor, dog. Yeah. Anything you say is your deal. Yeah, I'm just kind of being a little punk about it, and uh, you know, I like my my tacos from the local taco and yeah. my pad Thai, and I uh, like I said, I did it from like eight or seventeen until I was like almost twenty five. So mm-hmm. that's how like seven years. Seventeen to twenty five. That's eight years. Yeah, um, I guess um, so. Almost eight years. I did it, and I was pretty diligent on what I ate, so it was, I never really... Eight ch- years, give or take, of constant... Constant, like... Diet supervision. Do you remember what your first, like... I mean, I'm sure you had cheat meals during the bodybuilding time. Yeah, 100%. What was your go-to, like, post-show, I'm gonna eat something bad thing? I always had a pizza, and then my mom... A full pizza? Well, as much as I could eat of it. So, it, you know, it always varied. Cause I could eat a lar- I could eat a family sized pizza right now. Yeah, at that time I think I'd get like probably like three or four pieces in, and then I'd have a bunch of candy, and then my mom would make me this. Um, I'm a big cookie fan, but she would make me like, like it was like a sheet pan, uh, and mm. it was like a solid chocolate chip thing of like mm. cookie, mm-hmm. and I would just eat it. And she'd use like Crisco instead of butter, so it was like really gooey mm. and soft. Man, like that would be my go to. I'd eat that whole thing. And the part that sucked was I didn't drink any water. Yeah. And my ankles. I couldn't, my feet, my ankles, I wouldn't be able to put shoes on the next day. It'd swell that bad? Yeah, I'd be barefoot because my feet would be so puffed out. Jeez. Yeah, it's not healthy. I'd retain, so I could like push it in and like it would sink in. So you've, I know during that time you like also coached some people, right? Yeah, yeah. I coached one girl who competed. And then a couple other people that just did it, you know, for health reasons. So you've you have obtained uh, what many, many, many people will never obtain, but always dream of in terms of a physique. Um, You have helped other people reach that. And now you and I have been working out for almost two years. Yeah, you're Uh, crushing it. 
And I guess the question that everyone's going to have is, why am I still a little fat girl if you made everyone else solid as a rock? Well, I would say, one, I can't take credit for coaching because Johnny's Johnny, Johnny, give Johnny a shout out. Johnny Shreve, uh, coach, Mr. Tell Like It Is, but don't. This is if I did what Johnny said. Yes, I would be Chris Bumstead. This is the Samuel Aldrich <laughs> influence. I, well, I just don't want to like Sam the Candyman. Sam yeah. the Candyman. I would say I just don't want to take credit for something I I don't deserve credit for. However, I would say that you're making exponential progress. Thank you. And I don't. I think if we look back to where we started to now. I think we would be much happier, but we didn't take pictures and all that back then. Yeah, and it, you, it, you the know, strength is more like you couldn't even bench 185 barely. I don't know if I could bench. Uh, you do 225 for reps now. Yeah, that's true. Well, I my heaviest was 305. That's what I'm saying. Dude. Never went for 315. Should have. But but I mean, it's it's the biggest thing with fitness and bodybuilding and anything in the fitness world is just small progression. It's a journey. It is. Um, and you know I'm. I'm trying to launch a music career here. I'm I'm not a bodybuilder. Exactly. We got nothing but time. Like, man, just keep doing what you're doing at a at a yeah. good rate. Just don't I, go back to where you used to do. That'd be fun. We can talk about that whenever you're later time. Yeah. No. I'm. I mean, I'm. D- I'm down to talk about it. I'm still new to the podcast thing. So, like, you know, this is like an interview tool, but it's also like uh, selfishly, <laughs> I'm supposed to kind of promote myself too. And like, so I'm saying, so let's talk about your journey, your fitness. Ask journey. me questions. Okay. Well, what got you into fitness? Uh, I was uh, I had a bad relationship with my body all my life. I've I've been a little fatty as long as I can remember. I came out like eleven pounds. Um, I I had a very active childhood. I was always in sports. I always played outside, but I ate a lot. I love food. Food is one of the best parts of being alive. I think everyone can agree with that. Um, and I come from a family and I think it's also kind of like, um, I'm sure this exists in many regions and cultures, but I think like the Southern culture that I grew up in, a lot of like meetings, time, holidays evolve, like revolve around food. So like psychologically food is associated with like good times, especially food that is bad for you. Absolutely. Nobody's going to your birthday party to eat carrots. Okay. It's pizza, pizza and ice cream cake. Um, but yeah, so I, towards like, I, I, by the end of high school, kind of like towards the end of high school, I went through a bad breakup. Um, stuff happened there. It was like my first relationship. I was very sad about that. I had a lot of personal uh, stuff happen with like family and all kinds of stuff. Um, and I got to well over 315, 315 pounds or so, maybe 320. Big boy. And I carried it badly. I'm a bad fat person. Even now, I look no. I look fat, but it's, it's due it a lot in part to how I carry it. Because I carry it all here and here. So I like every visible way to look fat, I, I got. Um... So then I, after this breakup that I went through, after after I like hit a certain point, I just started going to the gym. I went to Planet Fitness, our sponsor for today. Our sponsor. I ate a granola bar and an apple every day. 
and I went an hour on the treadmill every single day, and I starved myself, and I treadmilled, and I lost hair from this, and got very, very sick, and then when I got sick, I lost even more weight, which felt so good, so I got down to like 260 pounds. Um, So you went from 315 to 260? Yes. And how long? I would say less than six months. Okay. And, and how did this affect you? Like, other than being sick, like, like did it emotionally, mentally, like, what's going on there? I was hyper fixated, much as you were, as you were talking about. All I wanted, I wanted to, like, not, I wanted to take pride in myself. I wanted to prove people wrong that I felt had abandoned me or underestimated me. I just was playing angry. I had a grudge. And, um, it was like the first time that I had ever took direct ownership over like my body and how I looked. And at the time, it was the only thing I cared about. I would have done absolutely anything to be skinny. And, uh, and then I auditioned for American Idol. And they said, what's been going on in your life? And I just graduated high school. I was 18 years old. I didn't have much going on. So yeah. I said, oh, I've lost some weight. And, you know, they, that's a, as an idea, that's a great angle to talk about. You know, America is a country riddled with obesity. Everybody, a lot of people could stand to lose some weight for their own personal health. I know that's a controversial take these days, but ask your doctor for more information. Um, and so then I felt like I remember my audition aired and I was at that point, you know, had, I, I felt like I'd lost a ton of weight and like people were referring to me as like the fat kid. And so it just hyper pushed me into overdrive of like, I'm going to get skinny. And I did by the end of the show. I mean, then you're out there and everything's going on and you don't really have time to eat. So I got down to 185, I think was my lightest weight ever. So you went from 315 to 185. Yes. In about a year. In about a year. Yeah. Give or take. And in an unhealthy way, though. Horrible way. Wouldn't recommend doing it. And then they asked me about it and I just... Had to be all cute about it. I was like, oh, I, you know, I quit drinking yeah. soda and I walked more. It's like, no, I'm in constant agony. I have lost 100 pounds and I still feel fat. But, but this resulted in you going into the hospital, right? You've yeah, I was, about that. I was hospitalized. Not for like a long time. I, uh, they never figured out what was wrong with me. And I think it was because I was still fat. It was, it was probably, I think I was like around the... It was probably a month or two before I auditioned for Idol that I got sick and I was my hair was falling out. I noticed that was the first thing is I would run my fingers through my hair and I'd pull out like eight things of hair, which like, you know, my dad's got a great hairline. My mom comes from a very hairy family, you know, like we're all haired up. I wasn't worried about that. And I went to the gym and I was on the treadmill and I got this pounding headache, like hypertension, like someone it felt like someone was beating me over the head and so like I went to the bathroom and I threw up and I I talked to the uh, manager at the gym and um, told him I was like man I don't know what's wrong with me so I drank some water and I calmed down I called my dad and he's like do you need I think he was out of town he's like do you need someone to pick you up I said no I think I can make it so I drove home checked my blood pressure it was like elevated Um, and then we started to worry if I had like a stroke or something I also had Bell's palsy uh, my junior year of high school or, or um, sophomore year where half my face like froze up like what Hoffthor Bjornsson has. Oh, damn. But I only had it for two months. And then it came back? Yeah. 
So I've always been like worried that I had some like stroke related incident. I don't I don't directly know the cause of it. Again, I'm not a physician. But yeah, so um I went to the hospital because I went like four days and didn't eat because anytime I ate or drank water, I threw up. I couldn't see. I've got shivers all over my body. I went to the doctor. They tested me for everything. And they called me back and they said, you tested positive for everything, which usually happens when you have mono. So you probably have mono. Damn. But like, to be frank, I hadn't, I don't drink after people and I hadn't kissed anyone new very recently. So I don't, I don't know. I think my personal theory as a non-medical professional who's never ran this by a medical professional is I was just starving myself and my body was like shutting down because they told me that like my organs were weird. And like oh, damn. stuff was happening that wasn't good. So I think like my body was just kind of dying, honestly. And um, they went, they gave me medicine, like they treated my headache and stuff. And once they got my headache down, I was able to eat a little bit. But um, I like, but during that time, dude, I lost like another 20 pounds. So you're just pumped. I felt so good about it. I was hoping, I was so sick and felt so miserable but I would have took it again if it meant I could lose another 20 pounds in like a week. And that was, that's what was like, that's, that's just, and I'm not endorsing this. This is like the worst, one of the worst times looking back. Yeah. Um, Cause I, I would have killed, you know, risk killing myself to feel good about how I looked. And that's exactly how I felt with steroids. Yeah. So I can definitely relate. Same deal, yeah. And then, you know, then the idol thing happened, and everybody knew me for losing weight. And then, um, twenty twenty happened. I was struggling with it then because I started to look at bodybuilding and get into fitness and uh, content creators on YouTube like Brian Shaw and Eddie Hall and all these like strong men who were you know not very low body fat percentage, yeah, but big strong dudes. And I wanted to be strong because then I got like skinny. I have a big head. And that's and when and big I'm, brain, yeah, but just giant noggin. Shout out to my dad, big head genetics, <laughs> and um, so then I started to grapple with that, and I I wanted to gain weight, like good weight, gain muscle, and then I would gain like ten pounds, good good ten pounds, and people would message me and be like, "It's so sad that after everything, you're losing your progress, that you're you're backtracking. It's so sad. You went through so much to look good, and now you're getting ugly again." And, dude, it really, like, messed me up. And so I started to slip into, um, I guess I would say, bulimic tendencies kind of accidentally because um, I would eat and then I would throw up and I'd go, oh, well, it's just because um, my stomach has shrunk. And I, d- I don't know. I could, you know, I just can't eat like I used to. But then I, I had a realization one day that I was subconsciously, like, picking foods that would I could throw up easier. So you went from being what we could say is anorexic to yes. to bulimic. Yeah, a little yeah. bit of both. And and then 2020 happened. I'd already put on some weight and some muscle. Um and then the the pan, the pandy happened, the pandy whammy. And uh the gym shut down and I lost all routine and I didn't know if I would ever be, you know, how long it would be till I was on a stage again. So I just got fat. I got fat again and it felt good. And then um and then it didn't. But but do you look great though now? I don't. I, here's the thing. I don't feel that I look great. I get plenty of comments reaffirming my feeling that I look fat. So Damn. shout out to y'all. Thank you. 
I think that's something that we should address too. Is like one that this happens with men, not just women. Yeah, I and and I think uh, I want I'm going to talk about it here and let this podcast be a thing. But I eventually do want to make like a proper YouTube video. Yeah, because um, I know like as a man, as a fairly I'm not trying to pretend I'm Randy Savage, but as a fairly masculine man, um, not a lot of men talk about that kind of thing. So part of the reason that I didn't suspect that I had a problem was I genuinely thought that that was only for like women, yeah. that that was for L.A. actress model girls, that they they had that. I was just being healthy for <laughs> once in my life. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I definitely, to any, to any men that are listening, you, it's just as valid, dude. Exactly. I think that, and then you got these dirtbag people that comment stuff, and it's like, yeah. And I know they're only doing it just to get a, a rise out of people, but I think people need to realize, hey, that that shit matters, or sorry, that stuff matters. Better. I uh, yeah. I I think like I've finally gotten to a point where it doesn't bother me. I've lately I'm just I'm I'm not a teenager anymore, so I just don't. I know that whoever's coming because it's never. It's usually never someone with like an actual personality and face there was this guy on facebook recently maddie posted a picture of me i hope you're watching uh this guy who posted and said caleb's really been hitting the big macs and that bothered me and i replied and said i will bench you because he's just a skinny little (laughs) a skinny little rat i was trying to do a connor i can't but a skinny little rat skinny fat um, and I'm just, I hate you. I'm just kidding. I don't. I love you. God bless you. But I kind of hated him there. And it did rile me up. And then I was mad that it riled me up because I know that's the aim. You know, that's what yeah. they want. So I've, I've gotten to a, a better place lately about just letting it brush off my back. Um, but he said I was hitting raspberry cheesecake, which isn't true. I don't care for raspberry cheesecake. What? Strawberry cheesecake. That's where it's at. Yeah. Or like any kind of chocolate, like turtle cheesecake situation. Do you ever sell um, the like cheesecake sampler, like the cheesecakes for um, a fundraiser in school? We never sold cheesecake samplers, but I've bought cheesecakes. We had, yeah, we used to sell, and you could buy like a full regular, like just New York cheesecake, but we always bought the sampler and it came with all the flavors. Dude, that sounds good. We should have ordered some cheesecake for this. Mookbong. Bang. But uh, but uh, real quick on the comment thing, mm. how uh, I know, and you kind of already have addressed this publicly, other in other things, but yeah, um, the fist bump. I've noticed a lot of comments about the fist bump on American Idol. Yeah, everyone's mad that I I bumped Maddie's fist on on American Idol instead of tongue wrestling her. Yeah, but that you know, how does that affect you though? Does that bother you? It used to. It bothered me initially, but the thing about it. And what I try to separate is like the people who only watch that show and only know me for that show, they're not watching this podcast. Yeah. They're not buying my albums. They're not coming to a live show. They probably don't know who I am half the time. They're not invested and they probably never will be. And that's okay. Yeah. They're they're into like the TV aspect. And there's nothing wrong with that. You don't have to be a music fan to like a music show. But the people that I care about sticking around and the people who I care about are the music fans. Um, and the podcast fans, of course. Yeah, definitely the podcast fans. But yeah, I think it's weird. I mean, I I would I think it's weird that they always assume it's my fault. 
Yeah. And like, I'm supposed to propose. I'm supposed to do this as if she's like Rapunzel suspended in a castle and it, I have to go let her down like she's not her own sentient human being with their own thoughts and ideals. And yeah. So that that's annoying. Um, but also, it just feels good to be talked about. That's better than nothing. Well, I mean, you're talked about every day. By us. Yeah, that's all that matters. But, us uh, and Charlie. Yeah, I don't, you know, there's there's no such thing as bad press. Um, and speaking of, uh, on the, just to wrap up my thing, because I want to get back to you. Oh, you're this doing is, good. This isn't about me. Um, uh, shout out to Shane Dawson, uh, Ooh. my best friend. But he was... Uh, he watching his videos about his like eating disorder stuff is the thing that made me go, oh, I do that. That's a thing I do. And he's like the only guy that I knew about who ever talked about it. So, shout out to Shane. Please come on the podcast. I would love. I will drive to Colorado. We will with drive the green to Colorado with the green couch. We'll put this in the truck. What's that, Louie? We have another house in Colorado. There we go. There we go. We'll just put this in a U-Haul. We could even, we could rent a U-Haul and then make a studio in it. That could be cool. Like, kind of Steve-O style. Hotboxing. Steve-O's Wild Ride. Wild Ride, yeah. yeah. Hotboxing's yeah. Hot Mike. Mike Tyson. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, so, uh, let's talk about your, your YouTube channel. Yeah, it's kind of, like, I haven't done a video in about three weeks, but. But I know. You you mainly make like tutorials for editing and stuff like that, correct? Yep, for DaVinci Resolve. DaVinci Resolve. So if any of you are for interested in that, any video editors out there? Didn't you have a video? I, I stalked your channel. I've stalked most of your things, but uh, I saw that you had one with like quite a bit of views. Yeah, I got one, one with like two. Um, I think two hundred seventy thousand views. That's a big number. Yeah, and now they're getting like ten thousand. You know, I got a few with like forty, twenty. That's sick though. And I also got some at like a hundred, so it's not all great. If I can get like a thousand views on these podcasts, Dude. just just a thousand, even like not even views, just like collectively, if a thousand people want to listen to this, I will be thrilled. Dude. I think that everyone that watches this video should leave a comment for Caleb telling him that he needs to start vlogging again because we have had some serious fun vlogging and I think we should continue. So if y'all think that this man should continue vlogging and creating like just funny videos, put that in the comments. And uh, But before you do that, go subscribe to Sam's channel. Do that too. Be part of the camera crew. I'm trying to do uh, hit 10,000 by August. If I do that, I'm giving away a camera. So, so here's my question. And honestly, at this point, I'm gonna subs- is if I subscribe, is there no way I get the camera? Is it gonna be randomized? It will be randomized. So I could get it, and you guys can't get mad. He could. He most definitely could. Um. All right. Well, I've already subscribed. But the uh, let me ask you this: for your YouTube channel, though, because I mean, you just openly talked about it here and assuming you don't edit it out because you're the editor you you know you're now open about it what keeps you from doing like fitness related content there's a like natty or knots is a very popular genre on youtube and reviewing people's workouts like is that is that a part it seems to me like you're a film guy you're an editing guy you're into all this stuff and your other biggest interest is that why not put them together I think that my audience right now is so heavy in video editing and, and that that they just wouldn't care. 
And I think that it would result in a loss of subscribers in that sense. Do people really unsubscribe, though? I do. I get some videos that I'll put out that are not video editing related, that are maybe like a demo reel or something, and I'll lose like 15 to 20 subscribers. That's crazy. I mean, I would just just think, you know, even if you like half and half, dude. I, I really do want to just start a, a YouTube channel that is... Sam the Fit Man? Yeah, or just like something... I don't even know what I'd call it. Because I want to do like the truck camping, like Mav Drews or whatever his name is. Yeah, shout out Mav. And then I want to do like, you know, re- do reaction video. Like just something where I can have fun doing videos. But recently my problem is just having time to do it, so... Yeah, you're you're a very busy man. Yeah. Um, Not as busy, busy as you, though. You're conquering the world. That's true. I am conquering uh, the world. Well, other thing I want to touch on is recently you allowed me to pretend that I'm a part of your world by letting me uh, kind of assistant direct, co-direct, whatever yeah. you want to call it, Maddie Poppy's recent music video, one 100%. that got away. That video would not have been what it was without you. Well, it would Acting been and assistant directing. And co-directing. And writing. And writing. He did, so... For those that don't know what go into a music video, you got to write a treatment, which is you got to come up with the idea, the concept. So that was this man's idea. If you haven't seen the video, are you going to link it or something? Yeah, we'll link it. We'll link Maddie Poppy's one that got away video. But he just came, go Google it or whatever and you'll find yeah, it. Yeah, he came up with the idea of it and came to me and I maybe made a couple minor tweaks that I like logistically had to like do. But I would say 98% of that idea was yours. Um and then, and then I just helped bring it to life, like visually and, and all of that. And, and through the sense of like locking in locations, camera gear, all that stuff. So I would say that you, you know, yeah, had a huge, huge part in that. It was a ton of fun. I know when Maddie first came to me needing to do a video, that was my first idea. And she didn't like it at first, but then she came around. She did. So stick to your guns, people. Exactly. It turned out amazing, too. Well, what is, what is, okay, so what are the goals? We've talked bodybuilding. You want to be back on in a competition yep. within the next couple of years. What are your goals as a, as a cinematographer, director, what have you? I want to shoot a, like a full feature film. That's my goal. Like mm. that's the end goal. I'll be making movies, you know, whether it be in Hollywood, Atlanta, anywhere. Like I just want to film and tell stories like visually. I mean, I want to can, and also do the YouTube stuff. So mm. like my, ever since I was little, I always wanted to be a YouTuber too. Even before I was into fitness and bodybuilding, like I was watching like these prank channels and I would run around my house filming myself, pranking my family. You're a lot. You're the long lost Paul brother. Literally. Like Did you ever vine. You- I never, I never vined. I didn't like even really know what vine was until it was like done. Mm. Um, I was just obsessed with YouTube. Um, and there was a few, channels i'd watch and still watch religiously on it and um yeah i just always wanted to be a youtuber Mm. and then that's what kind of also led into the the video world too was like i saw guys like roy kramer peter mckinnon for all the people that watch these film people these guys are youtubers plus doing film and i was like i want to do it well that's all very exciting and we're all rooting for you and we're all part of the camera crew yeah, wanna, join the camera crew. I want to end with just one other fun little segment. Let's do it. And for the viewers and listeners, I don't plan this. There's not even a scrap of paper happening. No. But we're just, we're naturally funny and it flows well and I'm a genius. So here we go. Um, I wanted to balance out all the sad talk earlier with me being egotistical. 
<laughs> um, here's my question for you. Yes. If I came to you and said, Sam, I suffered a, a vocal injury. I'll never be able to sing or play guitar again. I want to bodybuild. Yes. Where? What would you assess me at in terms of capabilities and time frame to be able to potentially uh, achieve goals in that arena? I would say capability that you're more than capable. I think that you have features about you that um, are hard to achieve that you already have. The cap shoulders. Shoulders, calves. Massive calves. Massive calves. Guys, if you want big calves, just be a fat kid and be active. So your legs are already massive. So I think, you know, it would just be the diet, and I think you need a year. I think a good solid year of perfection on in every aspect, and I think that you would uh, shock the world, man. Do you think if I started today and did all the things necessary, wink, wink, that I could be Chris Bumstead? Uh, or that I could be... In a year? No, just eventually. Eventually, yeah. How old's Chris Bumstead? Late 20s? Late 20s, probably. Early 30s. Yeah, I, th- I think he's like 28, 29 even. Yeah. I or think... Maybe I think, he's younger. I, I legitimately think Jamie, that... Jamie, can we fact check that? Jamie? Charlie? <laughs> how, how old's Daddy C-Bum? Daddy C-Bum. Jamie, pull that up. It's entirely possible. I'm telling possible. you, do we need to get a screen up here so we can do that? He's 27. Fuck, nice. dude. Shoot. He's younger than me. You're going to have to edit that. It's not my job. Yeah. I'll Shoot. Darn toot. Jeepers cripes. Jeepers cripes there. Um. Okay. Yeah. So I'm 23. Dude, you yeah. think in four years? No. You can't. I'm going to be real. You can't be C-Bum in four years. How, how long do I need? 10? Probably like eight or nine. Yeah. So. I mean, let's do just like dumb genetics. Like if you. If let's just be real, if you like jumped on a cycle mm. and you ate perfect and you just had stupid, crazy genetics, you could be there in four years. Well, I, I'm I'm comforted by the fact that although you you can't confidently say your genetics are good enough, you're not saying your genetics aren't good enough. No, I think that your genetics are fat. Like you're a big, you're they're fabulous. You're you're a big dude. You got size on your side. I was a skinny guy. I was like a hundred pounds when I started. So is it better to enter, if you're going to bodybuild, is there an advantage, disadvantage, or equal in terms of entering as a overweight person, underweight person? It just depends what your crutch is. So like if you're an overweight person and you have a struggle with diet and food, then yeah, it's going to be tough. But if you're like a skinny guy and can't eat mm. to save your life, which was my problem in the beginning, man, you're going to have a hard time. Putting in 10 meals, 8 meals, 6 meals a day. Well, I think we've touched on some good stuff. Yeah, I feel like Louis is probably a little bit more interesting than mine. I don't think so. Louis is a good character, you know. I not Nothing against Louis, but I think we talked about some very important stuff. Yeah, I'm not as, I'm not as funny as some people, though, so I'm sorry for well, the Well, me viewers. and Louis got the, oh, they're two fat guys who thrift thing going on. <laughs> and... And you got like this whole like I'm a jock and successful business owner and happy to be here guy thing going on. Did you like that, Louie? <laughs> yeah, that's good. Okay, great. Well, I th- I think this was a great episode. Well, I, I'm really happy about it. And I, Sam, I I have to tell you, and I want everyone to see this from the bottom of my heart, and I mean this. Like you entering my life 
has been monumentally helpful because I had all these ideas and all these things I wanted to do like this podcast that I would talk about and nobody ever said, you should do that, go do that, it's easy, let's do it. But you did. And you're mega supportive in the gym, you're mega supportive with my music and everything else. And you're doing this, like editing this, making it look nice for basically nothing. And I hope that it takes off and becomes massively successful and I make money from it so I can give it all to you. Because uh, it's a joy for me just to do. Well, same here. And I got to say, I truly do believe in your, not that this is like a weird love down session on us, but. We can love. But, uh, well, you know, yeah. There's been too much love in the news lately. I'm just saying is like, I truly believe in your ability and what is going to happen with you, uh, with your music and your hard work and everything. So, and the podcast, like you are just too good at everything that you do to not succeed. So I just, I'm grateful just to be a part of it in some kind of way. Yeah. Suck it, Logan Paul. Yeah. I really like for real though. I, I believe that you have everything it takes to be low, like a Logan Paul. Do you think, in a year or two's time, I can box Logan Paul as a, in a celebrity boxing match. I do. I, well, man, we could talk forever. Because I was going to say, you're a black belt. I don't think a lot of people know that. I am a black belt in, uh, in Taekwondo. A lot of people say Taekwondo. Or if you're from where I'm from, you say Taekwondo. But uh, my my uh, Grandmaster Lee taught me it's Taekwondo. T-A-E. So I, I do have a black belt in Taekwondo and a yellow belt in Hapkido. So I think Logan Paul is uh, below Judah. you just because he beat up someone half his size named Floyd Mayweather. Don't mean nothing. Logan did good. Look, I'm not slandering, but I, I love the Paul brothers. I respect them. I think. Yeah, for sure. They have done so much with so little. So come on, boys. You want to pick on someone your own size. Hey, Jake, guess what? I'm not I'm not 45 and half blind. Okay, I'm not a retired UFC fighter. I'm a prime athlete and not your prime Logan KSI, not sponsored. However, flip side, I'll be your friend and I'll drink I'll drink prime. Prime's amazing. Anyway, I love the Paul brothers slash I hate the Paul brothers. Let's box. I would let the Paul brothers beat me up for exposure and I'm bigger than them. It'd be good for them. I mean, I could, I, I could get jacked quick for that. Like, I could lean down, and I think I'm, I venture to say I'm stronger than Logan Paul. Yeah, and I think that you whoop his butt, or whoop but, his butt. His, his butt. Do you think I'm more muscular than, uh, do you think I'm, I guess muscular isn't the term. Do you think I'm fitter than, not fitter. Do you think I'm uh, stronger than Jake Paul? Yes. I think, well, it depends. Jake Paul can do pull-ups like a mother, but. Uh, yeah, but if I mean, what's he weigh like one ninety? Yeah, 200? I think I think if you cut it down and got to a point where like you were, you know, could think, do those calisthenics, like I think Jake's like six foot and he's like two hundred pounds. I yeah. think maybe two ten. Yeah, and can we talk about what you're at right now or no? Or <laughs> yeah, we, we can. Want, do we not want to say? No, I'll do it. Yeah. I don't care. You know what? By the time this the by the time this is out, I'm already way under it, guys. Uh, I'm currently um, two hundred and seventy pounds. And I'm six foot two and a half, yeah. or as my dad would say, six three. Uh, so, dude, I think that if you got down to like, if you lost like twenty pounds, hmm. you would be ripping pull ups like nothing. Yeah, I I mean, 
you're already doing massive amount of lat pull downs. So it's like, yeah, that's the thing. Like pull ups are, I think that's such a big mental thing for me. Yeah. Cause I just, it brings me back to not being able to do any in gym class and all the kids laughing. So I think like I can, I can on a pull down machine, I can do more than my body weight, but like pull doing a pull up is such a, yeah. foreign concept i can and get I, like two but i used to be able to get like 20 i go into it with like a disbelief but also like i i would love i'd love that also i dubs just through the creator clash and they tweeted um something about like don't hit us up to box if you're not a real creator but i think maybe if we start rolling these out they'll consider me a creator i feel like you were a creator before any of those people were a creator. they could argue like oh he's a musician he's not a creator how is that not a creator I think I they would, mean like YouTube, I internet, think they Twitch. They're just scared, man. They're scared. Creator clash. Listen, you want to say I'm not a? Oh, he's not a creator. Oh, he's not. No one's ever heard of him. Oh, oh, he's the anorexic Scotty McCreary from American Idol. No, I'm a boxer. Creator clash. And holler at your boy. Black belt, man. Give me a year, and I will box anybody. Heavyweight division. I'm not scared. Also, you are a creator. We've put out, what, two or three vlogs now? Yeah, suck on that, Creator Clash. Two or three. That's all it takes. You heard of numbers like that, Creator Clash? Two or three. Come at us. Come on. I'll be the spit bucket guy for you. Yeah. Slash photographer. Slash thrown in the towel. For the other guy. Dr. Mike has hurt me. No, he's too skinny for me little guy anyway i think we're gonna wrap it up here sounds good to me uh if anyone wants to box me or sam you're a creator sam you could box I'll, I'll box somebody yeah sam sam the cameraman let's do it well guys thanks so much for watching tuning in listening to the green couch podcast i am your host caleb lee hutchinson and i am your guest sam the cameraman and thank you so much for watching and we love you and we'll see you next time like subscribe everything Let's We're out. It. Peace. Peace and love.